Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petworking, uh, the inaugural episode, a uh, podcast focused on pet care and animal health. Uh, I'm Peter Kenseth. I'm a vice president at Maya Strategy Group, where I lead the animal health and pet care practice. And I am joined today by Ginny Renko and Nick Sinclair of Leap Years uh, slash Animal Bioscience. Uh, very excited to have Nick and Ginny on. Uh, they have a new product uh, that I think is going to be a real game changer in the space. Um, happened to meet Nick and saw it at uh, Western Vet, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited to have them on uh, to be able to tell you a little bit more about it. And uh, they've just launched, so I will turn it over to Nick and Ginny uh, to give an intro uh, of their company and the Leap Years product that I think can make a huge difference uh, in the quality of life for our dogs. Great. Thanks, Pete. Well, thanks for having us on today. Um, yeah, I guess a bit of a background around, you know, Ginny I and the company Animal Bioscience. Um, we started about five years ago uh, looking to adapt uh, human longevity technology into the pet space. Uh, and there's several areas of um, longevity science um, and extension of life in the human space. Um, so we looked to take that into the pet space. Now, what we soon found was that longevity and life extension may be an ultimate goal, but really health span is the thing that is really driving pet owners. It's really about the quality of life of their animals um, and making sure that they've got fit, healthy lives. And if that extends lifespan, great as an outcome, but really it's about the health span of animals. Um, so we took that forward with animal biosciences and started developing uh, a range of supplements um, and honed that down to a particular supplement um, that we've got a, a patented formulation for um, that looks at boosting NAD and targeting senolytic cells uh, in the body of animals. Um, so, you know, we can talk about the, the science behind that a little bit because that might be, they might be very new terms to some people. Um, but ultimately what it means is we give these supplements to old dogs and it uh, reinvigorates them. Um, for want of a better term. Uh, we see more engagement mentally. We see more activity. Um, we see them, in, you know, as I say, engaging with their owners more. Um, and a lot of these dogs, as they're, as they're declining, um, we're actually seeing them you know, bouncing back to, in inverted commas, a puppy-like state uh, where they've got you know, a lot more vitality about them. Um, so we embarked on this... Um, as I said, five years ago, we developed the molecules over two years and we've been doing studies and trials over the last three years to really show that this works. It's great to hear. Now, and it, Nick, um, you know, it, it, you mentioned, you know, giving an overview of the science uh, to those people that might not be familiar with NAD and senolytics. And, and really what grabbed my eye at Western Vet is years ago, I, I had taken a human uh, NAD boosting product. Um, I took it around... Uh, just before turning 30. So I might've been a little bit on the early end of the spectrum to really notice results. But uh, I saw NAD plus in dogs and that really grabbed my eye. Um, that being said, not everybody works in animal health and, and human health um, and may not be familiar with the science behind NAD or, or senolytics. Could you give kind of a rundown for from the layman's perspective about how NAD works? And, and I, I 
think you had mentioned your brother is a leading uh, human aging scientist at Harvard and, and was a, uh, a big part of, of your ability to, to kind of bring this product to market and take that technology from the human spectrum and, and translate it to uh, our dogs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yes, my brother, David Sinclair, is a professor at Harvard. Uh, he's been working on aging research for about the last 25, almost 30 years now. Um, and he's had some, um, I guess, revolutionary discoveries in the aging field. Uh, one of which was NAD boosting uh, and the field of NAD boosting. Um, there's been a, a large number of scientists working on this. He's not the only one. Um, but he, at Harvard, uh, they were looking at NAD boosting and extension of lifespan. Um, we took that concept uh, and looked at NAD boosters as a whole. Uh, we developed our own proprietary NAD booster, uh, which is in leap years, um, and we proved it to be you know, effect, effective as the other um, NAD boosters. A lot of us have heard the term the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. Um, so in the mitochondria, there's an enzyme called NAD um, that helps with that power generation within the mitochondria of the cell. And as we age, NAD declines. From about middle age, it starts declining. Um, and it's consumed by inflammation in the body. Um, it's consumed um, you know, throughout the body and all cells in the body use NAD. And it's critical for every mitochondria and every cell to function. Because it declines or when it declines, um, cells become dysfunctional because they don't have the enzyme in that system to uh, act efficiently. So what we do is we, we put the NAD back in to make the mitochondria function better. Now, if they don't have NAD and they start becoming dysfunctional, the impact of that is things like um, inability to repair DNA uh, when mutations happen. When we're young, we have young cells and they get exposed to sunlight or anything else, they can deal with a certain level of mutations. Um, as cells get older, they lose that ability um, to, to deal with these changes. And one of the reasons is, is because the N, there's not enough NAD in there to make these this system function properly. So when we boost the NAD back, we see a reinvigoration at the cellular level. And that's what we're targeting is actually making the mitochondria more functional. Now, the outcome of that long-term is that disease states don't tend to appear, or what we've seen is as an outcome, um, that over time, because the mitochondria are functioning better and these mutations aren't happening and it's activating what are called the CERT genes, S-I-R-T, um, which are also known as the longevity genes. Um, essentially, it's making our cells more resistant um, and more adaptable um, and more resilient. So now that's the NAD side of the picture. The other side is uh, in our bodies, we have senolytic cells. Now, these cells are cells that every cell is supposed to divide and divide. And when it's finished dividing and it's old, it should die and be absorbed back into the body. Some of these cells divide, 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 and then don't die. And they're anecdotally known, or colloquially known as zombie cells, or senolytic zombie cells, uh, secrete inflammatory proteins. Um, and essentially, they're required for some level of immunity. They function in your immune system, and they're needed for wound healing. But too much on the other end of the scale creates inflammation, and in turn, consumes even more of the NAD that's depleting. So we've got this combination of the more senolytics you have, the more NAD con consumption you have, 
and it's declining at the same time. Um, so what we do is we use a, senil a senolytic compound to remove these senolytic cells. Um, and what that does is it clears out the senolytic cells and then we boost with NAD afterwards. And what we do is we boost the good cells and remove the bad cells that are consuming the NAD. Yes, Ginny, is there anything you'd like to add well, to that? I, I think, uh, Peter, you know, uh, this business of senolysis, uh, lysing these senescent cells, uh, we uh, the regimen that we use is uh, that we do a pulse regimen. So we use the senolytic at the beginning of the month, kill off the senescent cells, and then it takes about four to six weeks or so for senescent cells to reaccumulate, and oh. then they get the pulse therapy again. But it's not okay. therapy. Yeah. So, so that it, it's natural, the body's sort of regulating a homeostatic balance, but the yeah. senolytic compound is removing any potential excess that you would see as a result right. of, of advanced so, age. Yeah. So leap years supports the natural clearance of the body of these cells. That's great. The body, the body naturally clears these cells and, and leap years supports that. Yeah. And apologies, I misspoke. It's a senescent cell, but a senolytic removes senescent cells. I think I said it. <laughs> I think people will get it, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> So now, Nick, Jenny, you, you guys have mentioned, you know, that um, you're in a, a more formal, going through more formal trials now at, at North Carolina State uh, Veterinary College, correct? But you have, you know, these years of, of anecdotal evidence uh, in the Compassionate Use Program. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how many uh, dogs, animals have you have participated in the Compassionate Use Program? And, and are there any uh, you know, real breakthrough stories that you'd like to share, um, you know, as, it, you know, sharing that anecdotal evidence um, from the Compassionate Use Program. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I could also talk about it in the context of the other studies we've done. Um, so, as I said, when we embarked on this journey, um, we thought, okay, quality of life, old dogs slowing down, what do we do? Well, the best thing to do is increase activity. Now, get a dog moving a little bit more. And we knew that NAD boosters had an effect on activity. Um, so that's the first thing that we started looking at was an increase in activity. But we had dogs uh, in a laboratory environment. We measured their activity and we found, you know, as we suspected, that their levels of activity went up. Uh, they had more intensity when they were moving and our control dogs didn't move as much. Um, but then we found very interestingly, which we didn't expect, that they were sleeping better. Um, so it was actually affecting their circadian rhythms as well as giving them activity. It was making them sleep better at night and they were less restless. Um, and we actually found that uh, around this time, we were also doing the Compassionate Use Program, as you mentioned. And we probably have, I think we went up to about 50 dogs have been on the Compassion, 40 or 50 dogs in all, um, at various stages. Um, and people were reporting back to us very similar things. My old dog that was pacing the floor at night is now sleeping through the night. Um, so we were really surprised by the sleep benefit. Uh, we expected the activity benefit. And of course, we were delighted to see that, that, you know, these dogs have more, more vigor about them. So what we found was that owners were saying their dogs were more engaged with them. And we started looking at that in more depth. And we added components into our trial for cognitive decline and looking at cognitive decline. And we know that these senolytic compounds in human trials have affected cognition. Um, they reduce frailty um, and they've uh, uh, reduced the 
decline in cognition in humans. That's been shown in trials. Um, and we started seeing that in our studies, our compassionate use, and we're now seeing this in our clinical trial as well um, in some of the uh, early indications that are coming out. Um, so we're still working through that, but amazingly, owners were saying that their, their dogs, uh, you know, the one that was barking at the wind is now sitting next to them like they used to before. They're running to the door when the doorbell rings rather than just sitting in their basket and you know, looking out the window. So, you know, it's a, it's a dramatic change in these older dogs. Um, but What's you know, the appropriate age that, you know, you would recommend? Uh, obviously, you know, you, you could take it prophylactically, um, kind of like I probably started to do when I started taking it plus around 30. Um, but what with respect to dogs, what are we talking? Seven, eight, nine? You know, obviously they will vary by breed, I would imagine, but what are your recommendations about when it's appropriate to start uh, using this as a, as a pet owner? When is it appropriate to start giving to your dog? Sure. Uh, well, uh, Peter, as you mentioned, it is breed specific. And so what we recommend is that dogs that are about two thirds through their expected lifespan for their breed, that uh, they would be considered senior. Um, if someone wanted to do it prophylactically, maybe it's halfway through the lifespan of your particular breed. Um, but this is, uh, this is a, a supplement for senior dogs for older dogs. Um, we seem to see the most dramatic effect uh, the older the dog is, um, but it's, a, it's an effect at the cellular level early, so you may not see a, a clinical effect if the dog is, is young. Yeah. And, and dogs that are young have enough stores of NAD and don't have a lot of senescent cells. So this is a, this is a, an adult dog product. Right. And, and I mean, what an amazing gift, though. I mean, if you're, you know, you've spent your life or the, the dog's life with you and, you know, as opposed to watching it waste away in its later years, if you could restore that, that quality of life, that vitality that, you know, you enjoyed with, uh, yeah. when it you know, younger. Um, what an amazing gift for both you and the dog. Um, that's I, 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 amazing. Um, I, yeah. I was out the other day, I, Peony and I go ski joring a lot. And when there's no snow on the ground, we, we go rollerblading, but I've definitely noticed she does not run as much as she used to now that she's eight, almost eight and a half. Um, and, you know, the idea of being able to kind of turn back that time a little bit and you know go back to the way things were that's to me that's a, that's amazing promise what's the yeah. oldest dog you, you have seen uh benefit from uh from taking leaf years well two two points i think are worth making um we have a 17 year old pomeranian uh with multiple uh old age problems as you might expect um and uh she has uh, been taking leap years for about five or six months now and you know she's enjoying her quality of life and that that's what this is about is having a quality of life that gives more time um, that is enjoyable for both the the dog and the pet parent um, one other comment about our our compassionate use program compared to our clinical trial is that the reason we wanted to get a lot of our um, friends and family of older dogs on this was so that we could just anecdotally look at what some of these clinical effects could be so that we could design our clinical trial in a way that we could rigorously test 
our hypotheses about what the what the clinical effects of this compound of these compounds were. And so, you know, it, it's fun to talk about, oh, the dogs seem to have more uh, life in them and more vitality and what. And uh, the clinical proof really uh, lies in the fact that in a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, um, we have dogs that had received treatment and dogs that haven't received treatment, and then sorting out, you know, specifically uh, the differences in them. Right. And, and you mentioned, you know, you, you, the, the compassionate use program and the anecdotal reports of the improved cognition, you probably would not have known to test for that right. or to right. incorporate that into a trial, uh, you know, had you not had the compassionate exactly. use to sort of get hypotheses around what this, this compound could do uh, in the field. And now you guys have just started, uh, you just had your first shipment, correct? That's... Uh, Yay. Yes. <laughs> right. I'm assuming you saw, you know, fairly positive response. Uh, can you share a little bit about, you know, how uh, how things have gone so far? How how many orders you're seeing? Um, any, uh, you know, if folks are interested in, in purchasing, um, they, yeah. they can go to the website now and get it. Yeah, so we've, you know, we're seeing um, orders coming in. Um, as we expected, we went uh, we went with awareness in the veterinary space first, hence why you saw us at WVC. We went to VMX. Uh, the reason being is we want veterinarians to have this information at hand when clients start asking about it. This is new science. Not everybody's heard it. Um, so we started in the veterinary space, and we're seeing a fair bit of traction in the veterinary space coming in. Uh, we're now moving more into the consumer side, pushing into you know, digital media and those sorts of things around the consumer side. And now we're seeing a shift more from the veterinary space into the consumer space. So, you know, that's really great. Um, you know, the way that the, the numbers are moving that's actually surprised us is we were um, thinking we would see more large breeds. Um, we know that people who own Great Danes from the moment they're born, they're, they're worried about their lifespan. They don't live as long enough. Um, so all large breeds we thought would be, you know, very keen for this product. Um, maybe it's an awareness thing, but what we're seeing is that we're getting a mass influx of small breeds. Um, so that's been really interesting for us. We're getting a lot more small than small than large breeds. But you know, as it swings to the consumer, uh, maybe that will that'll shift. Um, you know, maybe the right. veterinarian space is is targeting small. Uh, there's more need in small breeds, but we'll just see over time how that that evolves but it's a really interesting thing to see um, yeah no, i mean we, we've, definitely, we've definitely seen in, in uh in our observation of the market at least from a, a nutrition perspective a lot of small breed specific diets uh really proliferating in the last couple of years um and you know dating back to the super zoo uh, i think 2021 and, and certainly super zoo last last summer 2022 we saw several uh major manufacturers, uh, Hills, Wellness, Natural Balance, Canada, all coming out with small breed specific formulations. And that's kind of tailed off a little bit this year, but I think that's because they, they've kind of saturated the market, so to speak. And, and when we think about, you know, convenience and, and where pet ownership is trending, um, you know, we're seeing people in urban environments, uh, apartments becoming more pet friendly, but putting, you know, a 50 pound weight limit on the pets that you can have um, and being able to fly with your pets. A lot of people want to be, want to be able to take their pets on planes. So um, yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see if it continues to bear out. Being yeah. here is 70 pounds. So 
I, I will be getting the large breed formulation, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> good, to, good to know that there's plenty of the large breed formulation to go around. Uh, yes, oh, we cater for everyone, which is great. Um, I mean, the, the thing that's uh, in some way a little bit unique about our product is we did enough testing to know exactly what amount needs to be in the tube to get the right effect. Um, often we see in supplements, you know, what's the effective dose? I'm saying that inverted commas, dose, because it's a supplement, we don't call it a dose per se, but what's the effective amount? Most supplements don't test to see what an effective amount is. Um, we went through the rigor of really understanding, is it bioavailable? Is it getting into the system? What's the effect? And then correlating that effect, as I mentioned. Um, and, you know, it's a it's a really unique thing, I think, in this in this industry. And when we look at our small size versus our medium and our large, um, yes, it's the same chew, um, but it's been specifically designed so the small dogs get exactly the right amount and the medium dogs get exactly the right amount and the large dogs get exactly the right amount. You know, if you ever see a product out there that's, you know, the same supplement for every dog, yeah, I'd be, I'd be questioning it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... You have what I think four different formulations: small, medium, large, and extra large. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, and it goes up by, um, you know, obviously, it goes up by number of chews depending on the dog size. The other unique thing about our product, as Ginny mentioned earlier, is uh, we have this pulse dosing, uh, where we do the first two days of the month we do the uh, the Sanolytic compound, and then the rest of the month we do the NAD boosting. So you actually have a combination of a jar with a little bag inside it and when you open the jar you take the bag contents for the first two days and then the rest of the month you take the jar contents yeah um, actually nick i think one point of clarification is that those first two days it's a combination product yep, it's yep. the synolytic and the nad yep. booster yeah and how's the you know obviously uh i think one of the big things with supplements is, is palatability right will your dog take it are you um you know what kind of research went into you know, driving the palatability? Have you seen any evidence of, of dogs not, um, you know, being picky and, and not wanting to uh, to consume the supplement? Uh, we went through. So um, we work with a major um, supplier manufacturer um, who has a, a palatant. It's a non-animal uh, based product. It's a synthetic palatant. It's been specifically designed for use in dogs. Uh, to taste like beef. It's not beef, but it tastes like beef. Um, we've not had a dog uh, dislike it yet. Um, in fact, we were actually at WVC. We opened up a jar as a sample to show to a few veterinarians. And next thing I knew, there was a service dog sitting next to me looking up at me like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they must be attractive even from afar. Um, That's great. Yeah. That's so, great. and, you know, again, my cat. Uh, is now trying to get into them as well. So we think they might even be palatable for cats, but that's going to be... Do you think down the road, uh, the next next stage in, in the development of the product would be to extend into cats? Definitely. It's definitely in our plans to go to cats, um, you know, and other species where appropriate. Um, but again, we want to go back to the science. We don't just want to say, yep, it works in a dog, therefore it works in a cat. We really need to go back to the science um, and do some rigorous testing to understand what's really happening before we have a cat product. So it's in the works, uh, but it's a little way off yet. Probably a few years out, I would guess. Yeah, hopefully less. 
<laughs> We've got a lot of cat lovers out there that are asking, you know, great, leap years for dogs, but what about my cat? So, yeah. and I feel the same way, but, you know, I'm now, I now have a compassionate use program for my own cat. So, and, and are you seeing good results so far? I am. I am. He's a 10 year old short haired. Um, he came from Australia with me, as you can tell, my accent is Australian. Uh, he's had a, an interesting life. Um, everything from impaling himself on a stick to uh, paralysis ticks uh, to being attacked by a coyote when he got here. Um, huh. So he's, he's got his challenges. Um, he made it to 10 with all that. So good for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, he's an outdoor cat. Um, he came from Australia. He was outdoor there. He's outdoor here, even though we, we worry about him every time he goes out and he's only got daytime hours now. Um, but anyway, he couldn't catch chipmunks before. And as soon as I put him on the NAD boosters, he caught a chipmunk. <laughs> so, anecdotal. Chipmunk accelerator. N of one, an anecdotal only. But uh, that wasn't the first day after you put it on. Maybe a week or two later. Or? <laughs> it was a couple of weeks. It takes about 10 to, 50, to 10 days to two weeks to take effect. So people well, I think we're down a some... rabbit hole, even though we're talking about cats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we don't we don't know yet about cats, Peter, but we we're working know. on it. Yeah. No, but I, I guess, you know, from a, oh, bringing it back to dogs, you would yeah. say people could, could expect to start to see results in 10 to 15 days? Yes, that's what we see generally. Generally, yeah. So, and it's it's in line with what we, we see in humans with NAD boosting as well. About the 10 to 15 day mark, people say that I really start to feel that energy from NAD boosters. Um, but yeah, I've met with a, 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 a client who's in our compassionate use, the tail end of our compassionate use program. Um, and they said to me, I can't believe it. Arthur, my little dog, he's, he's like a puppy again. He's running around. He's got so much more you know, vitality about him. And I said, how long have you been taking it for? And they said, uh, yeah, about 10 days, two weeks. Oh, yeah, that's that's right in line with what we've generally seen is about 10 days to two weeks. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, so, we even so have... Sorry, you no, go. go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, we even have... Um, some of our clients have said that people have come over to their houses not knowing that their dog's on the supplement and they've asked what's with the dog like it's a different dog it's a new dog it's got a lot more energy about it what's going on um so you know this anecdotal evidence is supported externally of people who've you know, seen these dogs um who don't even know they're on it they're noticing the difference so and, and no there's no drug interactions or anything with with the supplement not that Correct. we're aware of um it's a natural compound. These these um, molecules exist in uh, naturally within the body and also naturally within food. Um, uh, Ginny can probably talk more to it than I can. But. Well, uh, I think an important part of this, that's a really good question, Peter. And anytime you add something else to an older dog who may be on multiple medications, it's, it's wise to ask that question. We are collecting data in our clinical trial uh, about any kind of potential adverse effect. Uh, and these dogs are on um, multiple medications for various uh, you know, disease states. So uh, stay tuned for that. But the safety profile on these products uh, in the human field is very good. Um, so we're, we don't anticipate uh, much trouble there. That's great. Great. I, I figured it would 
just hit me as you know thinking about given that a lot of these older dogs are going to be on um you know remedial or you know other other medications for pain uh, yeah yeah we've so, done we've also done um safety studies up to 30 times dose um for these compounds as well uh with no adverse effects at all so you know your dog could eat the whole jar in one go and not have any adverse effect uh, so we know that not that i would encourage anyone to do it but did anyone see any added benefit from <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know we didn't do a study of of that size well of that dose yeah <laughs> so as you as you, you wrap up the trials you have uh what's the end date on the trial and and you know what um what are the the big next steps and milestones uh with eight years once you complete the trial so it's a six-month trial so we're waiting for um, all the dogs to complete their, their six months. Um, so those data will be available before the end of the year. That's great. Um, uh, but as we look forward, you know, anytime uh, a new product comes on the market, uh, you we want to hear back from uh, pet owners who are uh, giving it to their dogs and sharing. So uh, we have uh, ways to collect information from folks and uh, we're interested to see. The, you know, the exciting part of this is that these are compounds that are used in humans. And uh, it's fun to see that a product that was in humans can now be offered to dogs. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm assuming, you know, that it, the results of the trial are positive and go as, as intended. You'll be able to leverage clinical recommendations through veterinarians, and that might open up some other avenues through uh, you know, potential integrations with, with pet insurance or things like that. I don't know if that any of those are definitely in the works, but is that something that, you know, years down the road, uh, folks could potentially look forward to? Certainly. Well, the the rule of thumb, you know, with, um, with veterinary recommendations is that uh, if there is a, a product that a veterinarian recommends, uh, typically the insurance company um, will help uh, cover that if so long as it's indicated you know for the well-being and health of the particular pet so uh, that's to come and we'll see we're optimistic about that that would yeah that would be really cool um i i i feel like i a lot of my conversations in in the animal health space circle back to pet insurance so here i am again but um yeah. you know that, that would i think you know for folks that do have pet insurance that um if you are able to uh, access a pet insurance uh, company's wellness plan or receive reimbursement, um, that would be huge for, for both leap years and, and for pet owners. I mean, if there's, you know, for the veterinarians um, listening, or even vet techs for that matter, if you're interested in the product and um, working with us on providing feedback or you know, getting this out to customers, you can you know, reach out to us. We're looking for uh, you know, partners and, and affiliates, um, a two-way program here. We're not just talking about selling it. We, we want to understand the information and the long-term information of a product like this. So we'd like that to be a, a two-way mechanism. Um, but, you know, people can contact us. We're at www.leapyears.com. Um, so that's where you can actually buy the product. You can see all the information about the product there. You know, we're on Instagram and Facebook and everything else. But you can reach out to us through any of those channels um, and we can either provide the information or you know um, you know provide you with some of the product um, so you know it's 
really exciting for us to have a product like this, as Jenny mentioned, that we can bring to into animals. But the great thing is the citizen scientists and people, the dog lovers out there, like myself, love to give information about their dogs. We all want to talk about our dogs and how well our dogs are doing. So we're hoping along that line that uh, we get a lot of information back from dog owners on how great Leap Years is um, and build that, you know, that, I guess, database of evidence for us um, to show how great it is. So. Well, I, I personally look forward to sharing uh, positive results with Peony here. And, um, you know, I, th I think you're absolutely right, Nick. Everybody thinks they have the greatest dog in the world and everybody is right. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think it makes it very easy, um, you know, for products like Leap Years to gain acceptance. And I think it gives a very easy why for, you know, the effort and time that goes into bringing a product like this to market, because you know, you're yeah. contributing for a, a, to a better life for people and, and their animals. And, you know, I, for me, I, I know it, in, in what I'm doing work in this field, I look at, at Peony and I know how much I love her and I know everybody else feels the same way about their dog. So, um, you know, yeah. for anybody out there that uh, can, can get uh, a added benefit and added time and vitality with their dogs, I think Leap Years uh, will be a, a, a huge breakthrough. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the other benefit um, is... You know, what I'm hearing from veterinarians is, you know, when you get to the middle later life of a dog, there's there's not a lot of options you have for the dog. You know, maybe treating some joint issues. A lot of our you know dogs are on joint supplements, um, but otherwise it's just treating disease state. That's really all you can do. Is the diseases pop up, you knock them on the head. Um, there's very little preventative um, supplementation of products like this that are preventative as well. Um, you know, so it's really exciting that, you know, when somebody comes in and says, my dog's slowing down, it's the answer isn't just, oh yeah, he's getting old. The answer is, oh, well, you can actually do something about that now. If your dog's slowing down, you can pick it back up and, you know, give it a bit of a boost and get it back on track again. So, you know, that's a conversation that veterinarians, as far as I'm aware, haven't been having. And it's really exciting to hear that they will be having those conversations. So, yeah, uh, whatever we can do to help spread the word, I think it, it, will be it, it's a real game changer in my opinion um and we're forward to seeing the results of the trial and uh and experimenting uh with it myself and and with peony so we will keep you posted and um thank you guys so much uh again this is uh pet working a podcast focused on pet care and animal health um thank you so much nick Ginny. uh i'm peter kenseth and uh we will look forward to uh hearing stories of uh, the positive effects that Leap, Leap Years is having uh, for right now, dog uh, owners and their canine companions. And, and hopefully soon down the road, uh, cat owners will uh, will be able to extend the quality of life uh, for, for their cats as well. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. Thank you.